Today on LSE Share Talk, we have the CEO of Electro Minerals, Mark Jones, and we've also got Dominic Docherties, the Operations Director. How are you gentlemen today? Oh, we're good, thank you. Very good indeed. Great. Um, a quick summary of the company is that about a year ago, the company was an African gold explorer, and today the company has ownership of a small but perfectly formed gold production opportunity, and this has the potential to deliver cash flow in the relative short term. So, Mark, my question will be to you is that this seems to be quite a transformational period you've gone through. Can you give us a bit of insight into Electrominerals and what your strategy is? Yeah, uh, I think you've stolen our thunder because you've pretty much <laughs> stated what it is that we've, we've been and, and, and where we want to go. But I think let's give it some colour. Uh, the reality is that we were very happy being explorers in West Africa. We believed that we had very good ground and that we could deliver opportunity for all stakeholders uh, and particularly for our shareholders by delivering resource ounces. And it became quite clear to us, however, that with the markets changing, that the, nobody was giving any credence to resource ounces, and it was only those in production that seemed to be able to, to keep a solid profile and keep their share price up. Despite what we believe was, was good work, we were delivering resource ounces at our Kasantu East project at less than $5 direct cost per ounce. We just couldn't get the market uh, alight. Our share price was dribbling down. And therefore, Dom and I, along with the rest of the board, sat around and said, we've got to do something about this. We've got to break out of this, this process of, of just being an explorer and find ways of, of bringing in our own cash on which we can then start delivering uh, at all levels. And that's exactly what we did. So you're right in saying about a year ago, uh, we started to, to share specifically, uh, in fact, it was 80 months ago, specifically what our, our new intention was going to be. And that meant finding a solution for our West African gold and, and, and copper assets, as well as finding a new project to allow us to have comfort that we could get into production. And we announced that in, in December last year, or November, in fact. Okay, so you, it's, it's a story of going from just being an explorer to now you're a producer and you, you're obviously reducing the risk and bringing income. That's your intention there. Um, speaking of which, uh, you, you recently announced uh, vendor financing. Is, uh, is it possible you can tell us what this actually means for Electo? Yeah. Uh, clearly, we need to find a means to get our properties in Zambia into production, and that need, means we need cash. Uh, we signed up an agreement with uh, a consulting group in South Africa called Penmin, which we announced back in December, just after we announced the acquisition of our Zambian assets. And Penmin, uh, specifically, are an EPC contractor with very strong links to China. So we sat down with them, went through uh, a number of, of ways that we believed we could bring in the necessary finance. And we selected a particular uh, a con con well, a company in China called Xinhai, and along with Penmin, we went out to talk to them and agreed there and then what we needed to do to allow them to provide vendor finance. So it was making a feasibility study bankable for them specifically. Uh, we then delivered on that, and that came in at the end of February. Uh, the resultant position, which we announced to the market, was Xinhai signed up 
uh, a memorandum stating that they would be willing to work with us on providing vendor financing, and we're currently on that path. So in a nutshell, what we are is waiting, or where we are is waiting for the Chinese to complete on their promises to provide us with the necessary capital to get uh, our Matala project in Zambia uh, into production. Okay, and um, obviously uh, gold's a bit of the flavor of the month. Um, I mean, uh, you, you've had Brexit recently, uh, and uh, where do you actually see with the gold price? How do you see this uh, the company fitting within the market? Yeah, I mean, Brexit aside, we, we're gold boats, uh, and there's no point pretending we're not. We wouldn't be in this if we if we weren't, and we make sure we only talk to other gold boats so we have mutually beneficial discussions. But uh, if we felt uncomfortable about proving that gold had a future uh, a year ago, it's less difficult now. Um, obviously, there was a significant jump, as one would expect, with the uh, news of Brexit on Thursday and Friday's gold price. Um, was a, was a, a biggest high in two years, if I remember correctly. That's right. It's it's come off since then, uh, but it's still over thirteen hundred dollars, unless something sneaky's happened while I've been talking to you. <laughs> um, and and our finance uh, and our projections are all around a twelve hundred gold price. Um, and in fact, our IRR at that price is sixty seven percent. So if we redid the numbers at thirteen hundred gold price, we'd be looking even prettier. So. Gold is exactly where we need it to be, which is on the rise. Uh, with a following wind, we see the gold price uh, slowly, but uh, creating very solid platform around this level and, and, and creeping up higher. And that's exactly what our financial partners are thinking. And that's one of the reasons why we're having such good conversations, albeit never at the speed that we would like it to be at. <clears throat> Okay, I mean, that should be good for the shareholders to hear that you've at least been very cautious with the price of gold and you've, you've factored that in. Um, Dominic, you're, you're there, so I'm going to ask you the question about the joint venture you had with uh, Rangold Resources. Um, they obviously did quite well. I think uh, they jumped up about 14% very recently uh, off with Brexit. Can you tell us a bit more about that uh, joint venture? Absolutely, Rob. Well, obviously, we were delighted to see uh, some winners on Friday after um, after Brexit, and Rangold was certainly one of them. Um, look, the JV with Rangold for a Santo West project in Western Mali um, has been alive now for about for nearly five months. Um, they have ex uh, very experienced exploration teams that that know that part of of Western Mali extremely well. Um, obviously, they have the Lulu and Gunkoto mines, um, some 40 kilometers south of, of our Casanto West project. Um, and they are currently focusing on, on the main transcurrent shear zone, which is one of the main geological features in Western Mali, um, running into Senegal. Um, and they have the Masawa gold project on that, on that fault zone. Their, um, their teams have been on the ground now for um, about three months. Uh, they've set up an exploration camp on the on the JV project. Um, they've been sampling and mapping and, and doing all the sorts of things that that uh, Rangel do very well. Um, we are looking forward to uh, getting an update from them as the field season in Mali closes uh, over the next few weeks, uh, and we look forward to, to sharing news from them. Um, but certainly, from our view, we're, we're very happy to have such a strong and experienced uh, partner. 
Um, and certainly the indications that, that we are getting um, from the guys on the ground are all very positive. So we're hopeful that this will be a joint venture project that delivers. Great. Okay. So you've got all that additional experience as well um, on board with you, which is, uh, which is always good to have. So going forward, what exactly are the plans for Electo? Dominic. Well, well we, we are, we're very much focused on um, delivering production in Southern Africa. Um, that, that's the strategy. Um, we, uh, we also delivered a, a joint venture project uh, two months ago um, for the development of our Karen project in West Africa. Uh, and that, that continues to deliver on our strategy to de-risk uh, our projects in West Africa, to maintain exposure without, uh, without expenditure. Um, and we will continue to do that. We, we are in discussions um, to, uh, to find a partner for our, our project in Burkina Faso. Um, we, will, we will continue to support our partners in Mali um, and we will be uh, continuing to fast track as quickly as possible uh, production in Zambia. Okay. Would it be fair to say then that this is the, the model you're going to use with the other areas? Because obviously you're not just in one country in Africa and you, you talk about other joint ventures. So this is, this is a good model to base it on? Yeah, I think the, the key thing that I'd like people to understand about Electo is that we've had a huge dollop of realism in, in recent times with seeing what makes companies succeed on AIM and what makes them seem to be uh, losers in the sense that there's just no no interest in, in, in buying shares and, and, and creating a, a push with prices going up. We've got to be a producer. We've got to be meeting the, the aspirations of, of the board and our shareholders and delivering. And that means we need to not defocus, but change fundamentally the way we handle our West African portfolio. This is not a, a, a lack of love for what we have in West Africa. It's just a pragmatic understanding that we, under the current climate, can't deliver it effectively. We would be having to raise significant amounts of money from the market. The market probably wouldn't provide it to us, and even if we did, it would be huge dilution. Yeah. That isn't clever. Uh, I wish it was different, but it's not, and we have to live in the world of, of the here and now. So our attempts to change this have, have been hopefully clearly understood which is to change our operational focus out of West Africa into Southern Africa, into projects that can deliver cash in the short term. And then in time, who knows where the world's at? We could be a very different organization, but the starting point is let's not be dependent upon constantly dipping into the market here in London uh, for more cash to keep us moving forward on working capital requirements. That's uh, certainly quite a positive statement to make, uh, certainly for shareholders. No one likes dilution. So looking to avoid having to do that is certainly something that uh, most of them would like to hear. Um, Mark, Dominic, thank you very much for the update. Uh, I'm sure going forward we're going to hear more. And um, Obviously, you've got the other joint ventures and other stuff that uh, you can talk about later on in the future when, uh, when uh, you have the news for us. Um, thanks a lot for you guys' uh, time today. Thanks very much. It was really good chatting to you. Thanks, thanks a lot.